I'm not. I'm. I'm going to cover Trump's temper tantrum later. Later, if if you don't know, Trump is going to have a national address tomorrow night on the on the emergency, the emergency at the border. He's probably going to declare a national emergency and just print the money, because as you learned from Steve Grumbine yesterday, uh, in Amer- in America, the debt and the deficit it really it's all for show. It's all talking points because we just print the money anyway because we can print the money. And we could cover all the things we need to cover. So we don't ask how you're going to pay for it uh, when it comes to the military. We don't ask how you're going to pay for it when it comes to the bank bailouts. We don't ask how you're going to pay for it when, when it comes to Wall Street subsidies and fossil fuel subsidies and tax cuts for the rich. Uh, and now, I think to rally his base of idiots and white supremacists, keeping it real, uh, he's going to declare a national emergency for a non-existent crisis. But we'll get to that later. Uh, I want to start with a story that probably isn't going to get much corporate media coverage, but it's a super, super important story. The U.S. Supreme Court has denied ExxonMobil, has denied ExxonMobil in its efforts to conceal documents that, uh, let me make this smaller, hold on. doing this live. Okay. Uh, In its effort to conceal documents that would show ExxonMobil, they damn well knew, they damn well knew about the threat of climate change many, many years ago, and they hit it anyway. Here's the link to what I'm about to read to you if you want to read along. Thank you, Fadi799. Yeah, I think conservatives want to know about their water being contaminated as well. You better believe it, baby. And keep the super chat going, keep the GoFundMe going. I, I appreciate it. So, so, where'd you go? So, here we go. The U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday cleared the way for the Attorney General of Massachusetts to obtain records from ExxonMobil Corporation to probe whether the oil company for decades concealed its knowledge of the role fossil fuels play in climate change. The justices declined to hear Exxon's appeal of a ruling by the top court in Massachusetts holding that state attorney general, uh, Maura Healy, a Democrat, had jurisdiction to seek records to probe whether the company misled consumers and investors. The high court's actions marked the latest setback for Exxon in its efforts to halt the Massachusetts investigation and a similar one by New York's attorney general, who in October filed a lawsuit uh, against the company. New York's lawsuit accused Exxon of engaging in a systematic scheme to deceive investors about the impact that future climate change regulations could have on its business. Exxon is called the claims meritless. Of course they did. The Massachusetts and New York investigation were launched following 2015 news reports that Exxon's own scientists had determined that fossil fuel combustion must be reduced to mitigate the impact of climate change. Those news reports by Inside Climate News and the Los Angeles Times were based on documents from the 70s and 80s. Exxon said the documents were not inconsistent with its public positions. Because, you know, it's like Hillary Clinton. Exxon has a public position and a private position. Jesus. Healy, in 2016, issued a civil investigative demand to Exxon seeking documents to investigate whether it had violated the state's consumer protection law through its marketing and sale of fossil fuel projects. Exxon said that because 
uh, it incorporated in Texas and New Jersey, Healy had no basis to seek documents to conduct a Massachusetts-based investigation. The Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court in April held that jurisdiction existed because of Exxon's control over advertising conducted for about 300 franchise gas stations operating under the Exxon and Mobil brand in Massachusetts. Exxon has called the Massachusetts and New York investigations politically motivated. Well, folks, this is a, when I say mega story, I mean mega story. The Supreme Court, which I'm, tell you the truth, pretty shocked. Supreme Court told ExxonMobil, go piss off. You're not going to hide your deceit. You're not going to hide your deceit. Because forget the investors. I don't care about ExxonMobil's investors. You have been deceiving the public about the threats of climate change. ExxonMobil has been one of the biggest culprits in issuing this false debate. Well, some people say it's not really human human caused. And some bit, so, yes, I got the I got the links. Alex Shore shot. I got those links. Thank you. Um, no, ExxonMobil has paid, oh my God, hundreds of millions of dollars in public relations to make it seem like, oh, climate change is a politically motivated debate. Oh, climate change, it's, it's really a, it's a money-making scheme for, you know, liberal elites to make money. Um, Angie Grace, my corrupt state did an honest deed for a change. Massachusetts actually is corrupt. Many people don't know that. Uh, my aunt lives up in Massachusetts. Um, ExxonMobil, who, you know, Rex Tillerson, who's now being depicted by the uh, corporate media as like a leader of the resistance because now he's anti-Trump. Exxon, Exxon, uh, Rux Tillerson was the CEO there forever, and he led the charge to spin and deceive the public. And part of the reason, one of the biggest reasons, we have the <laughs> catastrophic reports coming out that, you know, if radical change doesn't happen, like not tomorrow, but today, uh, to curb carbon emissions, to uh, shift, shift to renewables, to shift to clean energy, wind, solar, uh, all of that, that we're facing little over a decade of irreversible damage, irreversible damage to the planet. You're going to have severe droughts, even more uh, crazy hurricanes. And, you know, you had two hurricanes in a span of two weeks in Puerto Rico. That's not like God being angry, if you believe there is a God. This is climate change. And the reason it's even lasted as a debate uh, is in large part because ExxonMobil, who is one of the leading uh, fossil fuel companies in the world, basically covered it up for profit. I mean, it's kind of the definition of environmental genocide. How many people are going to die because ExxonMobil continued this lie? So at the end of the day, I mean, there's not much, there's not really much else they could do. I'm not a lawyer, but if the Supreme Court tells you to go fuck off, boop, demonetized, I cursed, demonetized. If the Supreme Court uh, tells you we're not, you know, we're not hearing your appeal and you're full of it, then, I mean, you could try again. Squirrel lips, dollar 99, I'm late. Thank you, I was late. I was a half hour late, so don't worry about it. You're not, you're not that late. Um, so this is amazing news. And I think, honestly, if ExxonMobil is forced 
to provide its documents, if ExxonMobil is forced to provide email correspondence, uh, campaigns it had, the thought that went into campaigns it had uh, trying to depict climate change as kind of not, you know, not decided or, or not conclusive. If ExxonMobil uh, is forced to provide information on which officials were part of this, uh, which media outlets were they, were they handing over this information? Because the media doesn't just, you know, spin this climate change debate by itself. They have fossil fuel company executives, fossil fuel company, public relations, spin artists, planting shit with them. Hell, CNN has the American Petroleum Institute advertising on them. I've seen Koch brother advertisements on MSNBC. The New York Times, for God's sakes, in 2018 was a co-host of an oil and money conference. An oil and money conference. Balthazar, 228, five bucks in a super chat. Look into Streamlabs or an alternative free donation tracking service. The track day to day, accept PayPal, pay out two days later and take lower cuts. Yes, I am going to do that. The, the honest truth, Balthazar, 228, is I'm kind of doing, usually I'm doing six jobs at once. Now I'm doing 10 jobs at once because Jen is out uh, in the short term for a little bit. So I'm doing Jen's job, my job. So I haven't, uh, you know, I got a long list of things I got to do and, and doing Jen's job. But we, we do know about Streamlabs and we are going to look into it. So thank you for the recommendation. Zola, Zaxel, Zakalix, we passed the point, uh, we passed the no return point decades ago. I agree with that. And by the way, folks, don't make me, don't make me blow this out again. Smash that like button. We have 180 people watching, only 89 likes. So there's about 100 people that are being very derelict in their duties here. We need every single person to smash that like button. Smash that like button like it's Rex Tillerson telling you climate change is not conclusive. Smash it. Smash it. So this has huge implications, and I promise you CNN ain't going to cover it. I doubt you're going to see much in the New York Times. Uh, you know, if Robert Mueller comes out with, like, Russian trolls, uh, you know, spent $4,700 on YouTube, they're all going to cover it. But if news comes out that ExxonMobil, armed by the corporate media, by the way, to basically cover up the the damning effects of global warming, carbon emissions, now fracking, uh, many other toxic things. Uh, you think you're going to get much attention in the corporate media? And this needs to become a major litmus test in 2020. I will not, I mean, I don't tell you who to vote for, but I personally, I will not support any candidate that doesn't come out for a ban on fracking. It's non-negotiable. That is number one. No corporate PAC money. I don't want you accepting donations from corporate executives from fossil fuel companies or Wall Street or Big Pharma or Silicon Valley. Thank you, Maddie Perry, dollar 99. I do have a potty mouth. Um, I do not want, they need to be ban on fracking. They need to have a plan to shift us uh, away from uh, oil, oil uh, operating vehicles. We need to shift away from that. Little Boots. Okay, Jordans. Status quo's work on Flint Water has convinced me to become a member. Yes, thank you. Because you becoming a member and other people becoming a member actually is going to help us cover more stories like Flint. I'm not, 
I'm not a one-trick pony. I'd like to cover other areas. There's other water problems. Obviously, I'm not going to forget about fit, uh, Flint, but we do need funding to get out in the field and cover these important stories. So there's the link. Thank you for becoming a member. Uh, we're about to hit 100 members, so I'm really excited about that. So why is this important? Because it really, really, uh, this cover-up was not just ExxonMobil. The corporate media has aided in this cover-up. The corporate media has aided in this cover by painting this as a debate and having people on that say, well, you know, there's a lot of scientists who say it's not conclusive or it's not a closed case. And Jake Tapper has done this and Chuck Todd has done this and Wolf uh, Blitzer Creek has done this. Yes, Newark has a lot of water problems. Uh, when Ty is next in New York, uh, Ty, our photojournalist, when he's in New York, I was talking to him about going to Newark because I know Newark is having uh, a lot of water problems in addition to other things. Uh, Mr. WDL 800, $10 in the super chat. How does this work, LOL? Keep up the journalism. That's how it works. The viewers fund us and we keep up the journalism. And uh, I'll give you an update on the contest. Remember, if we hit 165 members by the end of uh, January, we're going to pick the number one story idea uh, that you sent us and we're going to hit the field uh, on that story idea. So I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But this is important because I have a feeling that when ExxonMobil has to hand over its documents, hand over its emails, you are going to see correspondence. You are going to see coordination between ExxonMobil and many, many media elites. Mark my words. ExxonMobil could not cover this up unless there was corporate media puppets there to pass their bullshit advertising and public relations campaigns. That's I mean, literally, I saw somebody at Morning Joe this morning because I like to torture myself. So I watched Morning Joe for a hot second. Literally, there was somebody on Morning Joe giving talking points about clean, clean hydraulic fracking, fracking. Yeah, clean hydraulic fracking, this guy called, uh, said it. And take a guess if Joe Scarborough pushed back on that. Exhausted 11, you didn't miss an hour. I was late. I started at 530 today because I had a meeting. Uh, that ran a little late, but the meeting was for you. I can't give it away, but I had a had a good meeting uh, for a potential sponsor, uh, potential sponsor. So I don't just go live during the day and prepare for the live stream. I'm doing meetings. I'm sending business proposals. I'm trying to get us funding in addition to the GoFundMe. So I'm working overtime, baby. I can't. I have no dating life. I have no hobbies. I have no. I do nothing for myself. I, all I do is status quo and to try to grow this bad boy. So thank you for your support. Um, but I am going to be following this. Uh, if I need, if I must, I might go up to Massachusetts to do interviews on this because I think it's that important. It is that important. And by the way, to remind you, to remind you, if you're unfamiliar, Harvard study found that ExxonMobil uh, misled the public on climate change. Comprehensive, peer-reviewed academic study of ExxonMobil's internal deliberations, scientific research, and public rhetoric over the decades has confirmed empirically that the oil giant misled the public about what it knew about climate change and the risks posed by fossil fuel emissions, the authors said on Tuesday. The paper confirms the findings of a 2015 investigative series by Inside Climate News, which is a great site, that was based largely on the company's internal records and also of independent work published by the Los Angeles Times. That reporting ignited investigations by state attorney generals that are still in litigation. Quote, on the question of whether ExxonMobil misled non-scientific audiences about climate change, 
Our analysis supports the conclusion that it did, uh, Jeffrey Sopran and Naomi Oreskes said uh, uh, from Harvard University. Across the board, the paper found a, quote, systematic discrepancy between what ExxonMobil's scientists, which are basically paid mercenaries, and ex executives discussed about climate change privately and in academic circles and what it presented to the general public. Quote, ExxonMobil contributed quietly to the science and loudly to raising doubts about it. So I'll put the link in here. I'll put the link in if you want to read that. So I got to I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the f truth. And I hope you guys don't think this is a radical statement, but I'm just going to be honest. You know, genocide, genocide is not only um, rounding up innocent people, putting them on a train to their deaths in a camp. You know, when you when you either as a corporation an individual, a president, whatever. When you conceal life-saving information, when you conceal life-saving information, not just that could save one life, but save whole populations, save whole countries, save different, not just one type of person, but wildlife, animals, um, uh, animals that live in water, animals that live on land, animals that live in the air. When you cover that up, that is genocide. How, how much, would, if we would have known the full uh, scope of the climate change that was happening in the 1970s and the 1980s and the 1990s and so on, we might have acted a decade ago. We might have already we would have we might have already prevented things like the massive hurricanes that hit Puerto Rico two in two weeks do you know any instance where two massive hurricanes hit an island in two weeks thousands of people have died I don't buy the numbers that they're putting out the latest numbers were 5,000 but how, who knows how many more are gonna die from malnutrition or old folks who are gonna die because their dialysis machines don't work the electricity that went in and out, the, the contaminated water that's been found in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands, by the way. The Virgin Islands gets uh, lost in the discussion. How many people have died in, for, uh, in droughts in Africa and other countries? Also, Rexon Mobile. <laughs> Rexon Mobile. Also, Rex Tillerson, Exxon Mobil, Energy Transfer Partners, Sunoco Logistics, Philip 66, I could go on, Texaco. Also, they could be filthy, greedy, rich fucks. Rexon Mobile, you're damn right. And you know what? You know what? I have to admit, Somebody called me out yesterday and I've been contemplating it. I'm part of the problem too. I do eat meat. I do eat meat. I can't lie. So I'm contemplating whether I need to give it up. I got to practice what I preach. Pull, pull bow. I, I don't want to kill Joe Biden. I just don't want him to get elected president. <laughs> don't confuse the two. <laughs> Jesus, I don't want to kill anyone. Uh, Dan, Dan Harris, capitalism is a death cult. Totally agree with you. Unfettered greed. And why do we have unfettered greed? Why do we have ExxonMobil running around basically committing genocide and fooling the masses? Because ExxonMobil 
owns the government. Energy Transfer Partners owns our government. All of these fossil fuel companies own each presidential candidate other than Bernie. All of these energy companies, basically, I mean, how many people go on TV to talk about, oh, climate change isn't a big problem that are actually part of the fossil fuel industry? It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's funny, Mohammed Levy. Joe Biden got a haircut? No, but I do need a haircut. This is getting out of control. Hot Highway Child, it's not the corporate states of America. It's the United Corporations of America. And we're going to make shirts. We're going to make those shirts. If you're interested in United Corporations of America shirts, we're going to get them made. So this is high on my list of going in the field to cover this. ExxonMobil needs to be held accountable. And I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if you, it is found out who ExxonMobil was coordinating with in our media to basically cover up planet destroying and genocidal climate change. Stay tuned. So before I move on to the next topic, I wanna to give you an update uh, for those of you unfamiliar and remember to smash that like button. We got 100, 200 people watching, only 140 likes. So we're doing a, what we call the You Pick Contest. We, if we get to 165 new members, excuse me, if we get to 165 total members, uh, by the end of January, so we are on pace. It's only January 7th. We, we grew 21 new members during yesterday's seven-hour marathon live stream. We grew 21 new members, so I'm excited for all you new members. Any new member, I'm also grandfathering in the members that were there before January. Any member, so any member and any new member by the end of January, if you become a new member at $5 a month, $10 a month, those are the two options. If you become a new member, I want you to email Jordan, email Jordan at protonmail.com. Tell me what story you would like Ty and I to go out in the field. I should specify a domestic story. We can't go international quite yet, but tell us what story you want us to cover. I don't care if it's a local PTA meeting, uh, whatever you want us to cover, whether it's in your neck of the woods, somebody, somewhere else. So at the end of January, at, uh, at the end of January, if we hit 165 members, I'm going to go through the list. The top choice that we all decide uh, which story we like, story idea we like the best. Uh, we're going to go out in the field and cover that story idea. If it's somewhere in your neighborhood, uh, we'll, we'll probably want to interview you. We're going to interview you anyway if, if you're the lucky winner. Uh, but if it's in your neck of the woods, we'll probably want to interview you there because you might know uh, more than us on the story since it's your uh, where you live. Uh, we're also going to pick nine other stories. So the top choice, the top choice, uh, we're going to go out in the field and cover that one. The remaining nine, uh, we can't go in the field quite yet for 10 different stories, but uh, the remaining nine we're going to pick, uh, we'll cover on the channel, probably on Sunday marathons because it gives me more time to cover it. So right now we have 90, wait, let me see if I have an update for you. Somebody said they just became a member. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. All right, new member, welcome to the party, Jerry. Oh, it's not my troll Jerry, it's a different Jerry. Uh, we got two new members today after getting 21 new members yesterday. So welcome, uh, Theow. Uh, wait, no, <laughs> that's not your name. Uh, 
Oh, this one, unknown, the name. So hopefully it's not uh, a killer because it says unknown. And the new one, other one is Jerry. Thank you, thank you. So now we are at 99, 99 new members. How exciting. So don't forget, email Jordan at protonmail.com, your story idea. Uh, we are all about giving the microphone back to the people. So that's what we're going to do. Statuscoup.com slash join. You can do it as low as five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month. We have uh, exclusive member con- content up there right now. And when Ty is done with the documentary, we're going to get back to doing our podcast, which is for members as well. So, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. First, first, first they try and make Better O'Rourke, hold on. Uh, First they try and uh, make Better O'Rourke the second coming of Jesus and basically try to make him Obama 2.0. And then, and then uh, they're they're also trying to make Kamala Harris seem progressive. They're trying to make Cory Booker seem progressive, all these things. But Joe Biden is the corporate media's favorite, favorite fake progressive. Uh, I wouldn't even call him a moderate. I mean, Joe Biden, if you put him up next to Hillary Clinton, frankly, he's the same thing, just with different body parts. He voted for everything Hillary Clinton voted for. Uh, He's a better campaigner. Maybe he's a I think he's able to inspire more people because he's, you know, frankly, good at conning people. But in practice, he's Hillary Clinton. All, all of his voting record, everything. So the latest is a New York Times piece that's essentially doing PR, public relations, for Joe Biden. So apparently Joe Biden, what his allies are trying to say is he's deciding whether to run, and, and he thinks he's the only one that could keep, that could beat Donald Trump. Based on what rationale, who knows? Former Vice President Biden is in the final stages of deciding whether to run for president and has told allies he is skeptical of the other Democrats eyeing the White House can defeat President Trump. An assessment that foreshadows a clash between the veteran Washington insider and the more liberal and fresh-faced contenders for the 2020 nomination. Many Democratic voters and nearly all major Democratic donors are keenly interested in Mr. Biden's plans because of their consuming focus on finding a candidate who could beat a president they believe represents a threat to American democracy. But there is also a rising demand in the party for a more progressive standard bearer who reflects the increasingly diverse Democratic coalition. That's actually not true. Uh, the progressive base that's demanding a progressive candidate, we don't really care if he's white, if he's black, if he's a man, if he's a woman. We care if he's progressive and is right on the policies. But As usual, the New York Times political wizards get it wrong. It's not a demographics thing. It's not making sure we have a woman nominee or a black nominee or a purple nominee. We need somebody that is actually for policies that will lift the working class and close the income gap and lift our planet. Mr. Biden would instantly be the early front runner if he ran. Still don't know where that's coming from because Bernie Sanders is the most popular politician in the country and he hasn't even announced. So I have no idea where the New York Times is coming Uh, with this. Why exactly would Joe Biden be the instant front runner? Maybe with the pundits on TV, but when Bernie Sanders is in the race and Joe Biden is in the race, why would Joe Biden instantly be the front runner? And the the hidden thing that they don't like to tell you, these polls that they've been doing that show Joe Biden at the top, 
they show that part of part of uh, the people that they reach out to are on landlines. Part of them are on cell phones, but they don't generally give you the age breakdown. They don't generally give you the age breakdown of who they're polling. I wonder why, because they're not polling an equal amount of younger people than they are polling an equal amount of older people. Because obviously, if you're calling landlines, how many young people, and I'm not trying to offend the older audience, how many young people have a landline phone? Frankly, at this point, how many older people have a landline phone? Uh, Landlines are kind of out of style at this point. So the polling that has Biden in some polls, like 10 points above Bernie, I don't really believe it. And if they were actually, if you look at these polls, if they were breaking down, okay, we, we can't, you know, it, in a lot of these polls, they generally poll between 1,000 and 1,200 people. If they actually said, okay, we polled 300 people from 18 to 29. We polled 300 people from uh, 34 to 50. We polled 300 people from 50 to 65. We polled 300 people from 65 and up. Then I would take it seriously. But none of these polls show that. So I don't really think that they're polling the actual cross-section of voters. And I'm not saying Bernie's only young voters. I know he's got a lot of older voters, but obviously millennials and young people skew heavily towards Bernie. Kelly, I'm 61, no landline for 18 years, also never polled. It's a good point. Uh, Muhammad Levy, and my phone is the size of a brick. (laughs) Uh, Exhausted 11, those polls are so annoying and far from the truth. Let's hope everyone gets that. So, so, uh, I don't know where the New York Times is getting that he would be the front runner. That's Probably just their wishful thinking because they're all establishment arrogant fucks. Uh, Mr. B- uh, Mr. Biden would instantly be the front runner, but he would have to bridge divides in a primary that would re- test whether Democrats are willing to embrace a moderate white man. He's not moderate. He's Republican. White man in his 70s if they view him as the best to best bet to outs Mr. Trump. Quote, he has the best chance of beating Trump's hands down, said establishment Senator Tom Carper of Delaware. Mr. Biden's long time, friend, and former colleague. On a scale of 1 to 10, that's probably around a 12 for us. So you see what I'm saying, that this is just public relations for Joe Biden? They're not actually putting any facts in here. Uh, Yet Mr. Biden's skepticism about the field could alienate female and minority voters who are excited that several women and African Americans are expected to run. Nominating a white man may also roil some Democrats who are already torn about whether a woman could win in 2020 after Clinton's loss. They shouldn't be torn whether a woman can win. They should be torn whether a corporate establishment candidate could win because we already told you they can't. The country has spoken. And Biden's preoccupation preoccupation with winning back blue-collar Midwestern whites could place them at odds with Democrats who see greater potential for growth in the highly educated suburbs and across the booming sunbelt of up and upper... booming sunbelt and upper south. More broadly, debate around Mr. Biden's possible candidacy illustrates the dueling visions in the party and particularly in the divisions between its pragmatic pragmatic and liberal wing. Some Democrats are skeptical that a relatively moderate candidate like Biden, who has baggage like supporting the 1990s crime bill that is loathed on the left. You notice how the New York Times, who kind of knows how to research things, left out that he didn't support it. He drafted it. He wrote the crime bill. But we'll leave that out would prevail in the primary with a message of unity and national healing. But the best part, the best part of this propaganda piece, Mr. Biden's enthusiasts are also quick to note 
that he is not just popular with white working class voters, but is also well liked among African Americans and and millennials. Really? Really? Is that so? Is there a poll that shows Joe Biden is wildly popular among millennials? I'd like to see that poll. I'd like to see the poll where Joe Biden is wildly, wildly popular among millennial voters. You want to know why? Because it doesn't exist. And honestly, I don't really know what they're talking about that he's so popular among black people. Maybe he was popular when he was Barack Obama's vice president, but individually as, as, a, as, as his own entity, please. So, so many things about this. Number one, you know, we were, I was very critical of Hillary Clinton, so I'm going to be equally critical of Joe Biden. Joe Biden is Hillary Clinton with a penis. Sorry, you know, I'm keeping it real. Joe Biden voted for NAFTA. NAFTA decimated the Rust Belt and the Midwest. So this whole notion that Joe Biden thinks he could win back those blue collar working voters, he voted for NAFTA. NAFTA decimated Ohio. NAFTA decimated Wisconsin. It decimated Ohio. It decimated Pennsylvania. It decimated large parts of Illinois. Like, the, the, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand their propaganda. But do, do, do they think, like, Ohio and these states aren't going to know that? Because I could tell you, I was at a lot of Trump rallies. He had them at NAFTA, as I always tell you. This region of the country and other regions of the country have been decimated by NAFTA. He also was one of the cheerleaders for TPP. When Trump was railing on the campaign trail against TPP, Biden was trying to ram it through along with President Obama. So this whole like blue collar Joe thing is, is a fantasy. It's not reality. And his record will come out in the age of social media, independent media. It, he can't hide it. But he, you want to talk about African-Americans, not Hillary Clinton uh, was first lady uh, when the crime bill. So she supported it. But Joe Biden was not only a senator who voted for it, Joe Biden drafted the crime bill, which ushered in the error of mass incarceration. When I was in South Carolina before that primary, let me tell you something. There was a hell of a lot of black people that did not like Hillary Clinton because they knew her husband, Bill Clinton, signed that crime bill. Well, how the black, how, how are black voters going to feel when they know that Joe Biden drafted it? Joe Biden also voted for welfare reform, that dis- reform that disproportionately threw minority mothers and single mothers off welfare. That spun as reform. Joe Biden also voted for the banking deregulation, the repeal of Glass-Steagall, and other giveaways to Wall Street. Why? Because look how much money he took from Wall Street. Senator Middle Class Joe. Guy took $6.5 million from financial attorneys. When you see the lawyers and law firms category, that is financial lawyers. It ain't lawyers for the ACLU, folks. It ain't lawyers for Code Pink. These are financial services attorneys. $6.5 million in his career. $1.4 million real estate developers. $1.1 million Wall Street. And by the way, Joe Biden predominantly, actually exclusively, he 
was a senator when super PACs were not in existence. Super PACs came into existence after he was a senator. So he did not have, let me guess how much money this would have went up if he had access to super PACs. Business services, 563,000. Miscellaneous financial, whatever the hell that means, 555,000. Pro-Israel, 477,000. Lobbyists, 436,000. Such a middle-class steward, this Joe Biden character. <laughs> I don't see a lot of things that aren't finance and big, big business and, and corporations there, but you're never going to see this on CNN, will you? Here's the link if you want to check it out. So not only did he vote to deregulate Wall Street, not only did he vote for the repeal of Glass-Steagall, not only, not only did he vote for NAFTA, not only did he vote for welfare reform, not only did he, did he vote to deregulate the media, not only did he vote for uh, capital gains tax cuts, he co-authored, I believe, or was one of the sponsors on the Patriot Act. Yes, that Patriot Act that kind of has taken away your privacy, civil liberties, all of that has ushered in the era of spying on you. He was an author of that. Voted for the Iraq War. Sorry to break the news to you, Mohammed Levy. Voted for Glass-Steagall. Also voted for the bankruptcy bill that made it pretty impossible for, you know, families that were in trouble to file uh, for bankruptcy protections. Here's an article from Salon. In light of what occurred in its wake, the law, this law is easily one of the most disgraceful aspects of the Bush and Biden legacies. The harm it did to middle-class Americans, especially during the crushing events of the recession four years later is immeasurable. The bill made it nearly impossible for average families to file chapter seven bankruptcy protection also known as clean slate bankruptcies, intended to discharge nearly all debts a matter of a few years before they'd need it the most. The bill instituted an all-new means test to determine whether debtors with insurmountable financial hardships earned enough income to pay back all or part of their unsecured debt, specifically credit debt. If they earned too much, a clean slate bankruptcy became impossible and they'd be forced to file Chapter 13, which would force debtors to pay back their debt over a five-year timeline, thus legalizing neo-indentured servitude to creditors. Among other things, the bill also forced debtors to enroll in a, quote, instructional course concerning personal financial management. <laughs> this requirement still exists, even though there's still little ev evidence of its efficiency. Additionally, the bill made it more difficult to force creditors to stop harassing debtors, debtors for repayment after bankruptcy protection had filed, had been filed. As if all this isn't bad enough, the Biden-supported legalization prioritized credit card de debt payments over child support repayment. Ugh. I wonder why he did that. Could it have anything to do with this? Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. He shouldn't be called Uncle Joe. He should be called Uncle Wall Street. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't think, for example, here, here's a great example. 
uh, earlier today, I went to I went to a friend of mine's house on Long Island. Uh, his grandfather died, so I wanted to stop by and talk to him. And in the Jewish religion, they have something called uh, Shiva. So there were mo- there were a lot of people there. So I started talking to my friend, you know, about Trump and politics, whatever. And s- somebody overheard it and was like, "Oh, do you think Biden's going to run? I like him." <laughs> it was it was a nice. She was a nice woman. So I said to the woman, like, oh, Joe Biden's not exactly the most uh, progressive. And he's like, I thought he was a good vice president. I'm like, well, did you know X, Y, Z, Z, Z? It looked like uh, her face went blank. She's like, oh, I didn't know those things. He voted for the Iraq war. Oh, he, he wrote that bill? I didn't even know that bill existed. This is what I'm telling you when the majority of people in this country are not lacking compassion. Most people have no fucking clue what's going on. No clue of the real record of these politicians because the corporate corporate media makes sure that they are left brainwashed and dumb. And frankly, frankly, folks, I'm not, I am not bringing, I, I have no reporting to indicate this. But straight up, there's been some creepy pictures of Joe Biden out there. There's been some creepy, creepy pictures, if you know what I'm saying. I've seen some pictures with him kissing little girls. Uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not accusing him of anything, but I'm just saying there's been some weird photos of him out there. So... What is all this propaganda about Joe Biden about? And of course, if Joe, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if Obama is going to try to stop him from running. But if Biden runs, you would have to assume Obama is going to back him. But does anyone record, does anybody's records actually matter? Does anybody's record of what they voted for or what they sponsored or what bills they wrote matter anymore? Or is it all? Robert James, will you work for TYT if offered? Absolutely not. No, never again. But thanks for the question. Uh, would you like this this idea that David Sirota, if David that David Sirota um, is attacking Beto O'Rourke for writing about his record, or this idea that uh, Joe Biden is popular among millennials? That Joe Biden is like middle class Joe that's been pushed by CNN. And by the way, if Joe Biden became the nominee, Trump is going to do the same thing to Joe that he did to Hillary. Crooked Hillary, call him, you know, sideways Joe, whatever you want to call him. His record speaks for itself. It's a giant, excuse my French ladies, Blowjob to finance, to business, to Wall Street, to Big Pharma, to fossil fuels, real estate developers. And frankly, I think Bernie Sanders would wipe the floor with him. He would wipe the floor with him. This is why it's going to be important, as I advocate for status quo, there's the GoFundMe link. We need to grow our funding so we can be in the field to counter this propaganda because this is propaganda. What the New York Times is doing is they're talking to advisors from Joe Biden. 
They're writing down notes as they're on the phone with Joe Biden's advisors. Joe Biden's advisors are, or Joe Biden himself, are giving them talking points and they're just regurgitating it. The New York Times is, I guarantee you, the New York Times has never even looked at opensecrets.org because they don't give a shit. They don't care that these politicians are corrupt. They don't care that these politicians are bought off. They don't care that these politicians are servants of corporations and and Wall Street. They don't care. You want to know why? Because the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC are servants of them too. They're all in this racket together. And that's why you need independent media. That is why you need independent media to not just cover uh, campaigns like Bernie Sanders, which are going to be a campaign he's running, but you also need independent media to counter the propaganda, not just so that progressives know, but so not uber progressives, but people who are open to information can find out. Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to see more extreme makeover Joe Biden, more extreme makeover Cory Booker, more extreme makeover Elizabeth Warren, Kirsten Gillibrand, for God's sakes, it just came out that she's literally calling Wall Street executives to ask if they'll support her if she runs for president. It's like these politicians, they see the progressive movement exploding under them, but they're so, they've been so corrupt for so long that they don't know how to do anything else but dial for dollars and kiss Wall Street's ass. That's the truth. They don't know anything else and they don't know any better. Thank you. Uh, We got Andrew, 20 bucks via GoFundMe. We got Anonymous, 20 bucks via GoFundMe. So now we're at $37,051. I would love, love, love to get to 40,000 by the end of this week. So let's keep it going, baby. Thank you for all of your continued support. And uh, I have to order new shirts and hats because I got more to send out. Thank you, Gary Curtis. Uh, Ten dollars in a super chat. Having written the Patriot Patriot Act is enough to disqualify him. I've read about it in other places. Written back in the duos, I believe. I agree. I totally agree with you. And honestly, if we're being honest, Bernie Sanders voted for the crime bill as well. I think that is a stain on Bernie Sanders' record. He did say that he, when he voted for it, he was one of the only ones uh, speaking out at the time against mass incarceration. But he did vote for the crime bill. He said he voted for it because there were other things in it. Uh, Jordan, please stop underwhelming me with facts about Joe Biden. I'm sorry. Sorry sorry that I have to report to you that everyone's corrupt. So Bernie Sanders uh, basically voted for the crime bill, saying that there were other things in there that uh, were... uh, um, appealing to him, so he compromised and voted for it, but he was concerned about the mass incarceration components. However, I can't just let Bernie have a free pass, so that is a stain on his record. At least he apologizes for it. Hell, Joe Biden, when interviewed about it in 2016, he said he doesn't regret writing the crime bill. And he said that it's been blown out of proportion, uh, mass incarceration and all. So this is going to continue. 
this is going to continue. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And I got news for you. Uh, I'm not a political strategist, but Bernie Sanders, he's going to run. He cannot do things the exact same way he did in 2016. I love Bernie Sanders. I personally support him. You know that. I, I, I love his ideals as far as wanting to run a positive campaign, wanting it to be uh, on issues. But in a lot of cases, Bernie Sanders went to a knife fight holding a spoon. Bernie Sanders has to roll up his sleeves and he, he has to get ready to get down in the dirt with these people because he's going to have the whole weight of the entire corporate media industrial complex against him. You already see it with the propaganda in the New York Times, the propaganda in the Washington Post, the propaganda in the uh, Daily Beast, the propaganda in the New Yorker, the propaganda on CNN, MSNBC, all of them. You already see it. He's also going to have the same Democratic Party trying to rig it for help. Uh, as Lee Camp said in our interview, Tom Perez, the DNC passed something basically they have the power to not allow Bernie Sanders to run as a Democrat if he is not deemed a Democrat in good standing. They wrote that, the DNC, specifically tailored to Bernie Sanders. I don't know if they're that suicidal to do that, because I would hope they know that if they did that, they would be basically signing the death certificate for whoever becomes the Democratic nominee, because you ain't going to get any young people and quite a lot of older people would not vote for a Democrat if they, did, if they didn't allow Bernie to run as a Democrat. I don't think Bernie should run as a Democrat. I think he should run as an independent. I think he would win as an independent. I think he could have won as an independent in 2016. But it comes down to, is the Democratic Party more interested in preventing a progressive from getting anywhere near the White House? or interested in defeating Donald Trump. I think they're more interested in making sure a progressive never clings to power because that would mean lights out for them. That would mean the consultants are all getting fired. That would mean the, the, the easy flow of special interest money, gone. That would mean the revolving door gets some uh, deadlocks on it and isn't so revolving anymore. Pam McCoy, Bill Clinton signed that 30 million crime bill in 1999, which privatized prisons and public housing. As Chris Hedges said, Bill destroyed the Democratic Party. He did, with an assist from Joe Biden. Illustrator Anonymous, if Bernie Sanders isn't allowed to run as a Democrat, he would not be eligible to be in any of the Democratic debates. Marshall Villager, Bernie is softer than spaghetti. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He got to get harder. He's got to come with a figurative knife. You can't run against corrupt corporate servants, you know, saying, oh, I'm running on the issues and, you know, kumbaya and everything's going to be positive. No, 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 no. You got to fight fire with fire. And Bernie has the issues. He is right on the issues and he has the truth on his side and he has an army of millions of people. Growing, by the way. His numbers have grown since 2016. Look at his numbers. If I could find it. Got a 
Approval rating among independents, you need those to win a general election. He is he has one of the highest favorability rates of any politician in America among independents. He is way more popular than Donald Trump among independents. He is way more popular than Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, or anyone else among independents. 78% among Democrats, that is good. 64% among non-whites. Well, I thought I thought people of color don't like Bernie Sanders. Well, Gallup poll in September, 64% did. 59%, 18 to 34. 30, 58%, 35 to 54. Impressively, 45% among 55 and older. That is the demographic that he strolled with. Those were the voters that generally voted for Hillary Clinton. Not all of them, but most of them. I saw it on the campaign trail. 45% is going in the right direction. He will need to pick off some of the establishment voter base. Big Patman, we need to buy yellow vests and head to the streets. Big Patman, I got I got a different idea. You could steal it and say it was yours. I think we need to get green vests. I think we need to get green vests for the climate and for the greed. Green vest movement in America. Green vest for the planet and against the greed. You heard it here first, but you could steal it and say it was yours. For the planet, against the greed. Since, you know, since I'm allowing you to steal it, feel free to leave a GoFundMe contribution. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in. But you don't have to say you got it for me. You could say it was yours. Big Patman, we need to get up our asses. And it's interesting, I spoke with Lee Camp about this yesterday. If you missed the interview, it's up on the channel. Which, by the way, if you came to this live stream late, Everybody celebrate, celebrate good times, come on, do, 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 there's a party going on right now, a celebration after all the years, 25,000 subscribers, sorry, had to do that again, green vest in Canada, we wear orange vests for stopping cars, hitting pedestrians, there you go, so I am for you want to call it a, a green vest, yellow vest, whatever. We need that in America. And frankly, I, I was down at Occupy uh, uh, a few times. Occupy was a great, great start. But here's the problem with Occupy. And I think they were trying to make it kind of as a collectivist movement. Movements need leadership. I know a lot of people in Occupy don't agree with that, but you need leadership to have a protest movement and Occupy made it a point to not have uh, specified leaders. So you need leadership if you're going to have a sustainable Green Party, uh, Green Party, Green Vest movement or Yellow Vest movement or Purple Vest movement, whatever, naked movement. You need aggressive, organized leadership because they're going to try and conquer, divide and conquer. That's what corporations do. That's what the establishments do. They infiltrate movements. Say, see no further than Standing Rock movement. They infiltrate movements. They send establishment people in posing as, you know, yellow vesters or green vesters. That's why you need organized leadership. As Lee Camp said during our interview, they're always going to infiltrate. They're always going to divide and conquer. So you have to bake that into the cake of these movements. But you need leadership. And frankly, you need leadership that is willing 
to give up their lives, that is willing to give up their jobs, that is willing to die. I mean, I'm not, I want to be clear, I believe in nonviolent, peaceful demonstration. But unfortunately, the police do not believe in that. And unfortunately, the corporations that have bought off the government and the police, by the way, do not believe in that. So people need to be, people need to realize that they could get physically harmed by those police, even if they're peaceful. But I think we've passed the point of like, the problem is you have these great marches, like March of Our Lives from the high school students in Parkland and once in a blue moon protests and things and everybody feels great for a day or two and there's hashtags and we're trending and all that stuff. And then everybody goes back to their lives and the corporations continue to own the government. You can't have one day movements as great as they are and, and as impressive as March of Our Lives were and some of these uh, Green New Deal protests and protests against Amazon and all that. You, you can't, it can't be, it has to be sustained. And part of the strategy has to be economic divestment. The only way, the only way corporations or politicians do the right thing is when you light an inferno up he and she's behind. And the way to do that is hit them in the wallet. Hit them in the wallet. Let me tell you something. If everybody in, in a yellow vest or green vest stop using banks and use credit unions, stopped ordering from Amazon, stopped, uh, you know, going out to eat to restaurants, stopped, um, stopped driving and stopped using oil. Hit them where it hurts. That's where, that's what the yellow vesters were doing in France. They were trying to shut things down and they were successful. Macron made concessions and I think it was four weeks. Creative experiments. Bitcoin was a result of Occupy's failure. They went home when interest rates came down, bought a house and bought crypto mining co uh, computers. Kelly, stop shopping at all big box everything. You should only be shopping at status quo. Hint, hint. Go fund me. Hint, hint. Become a member. Membership is what's going to help us go cover these stories in the field. We're trying to grow our funding. We're trying to grow our monthly revenue. So we have the funding to stop uh, doing GoFundMe long term and to have sustainable paid monthly membership. That's how we're going to do it. GoFundMe is to help us in the short term. Membership is to help us grow long term. Sustain protest. I agree. Buy local fruits and veggies. You want a poor Detroit leader who served prison time? Absolutely. As long as, he, as long as he's a good person, why, why not? There's plenty of reformed ex-prison people. There's plenty of people in prison that should have never been in prison. Kelly Elaine, I go funded today. Thank you so much, Kelly. I, I appreciate it. I know you've donated several times. And we just got Jerry left $20 in the GoFundMe. Now we're up to 37071 bucks. Thank you, Jerry. So that's what I think. Jeff Sanders. Hey, Jordan, I'm in New York. I would love to get a beer. As long as you're not a, a, a killer, Jeff. As long as you're not a killer. Email Jordan at ProtonMail.com. Email Jordan at ProtonMail.com. 
Uh, Marshall, a progressive movement must be able to resist and overcome Cointel Pro. We need to survive long enough to take power and make change. I have no idea what Cointel Pro is, but I like you, Marshall. So that's what I think. We'll cover uh, the ongoing Biden extreme makeover and other candidates they try and put propaganda. But folks, I'm serious. I'm not only I'm not only doing this to grow the GoFundMe like for the hell of it. And here's the link one more time. Right now, we are not funded nearly enough to cover a presidential campaign. It costs, frankly, to cover a presidential candidate candidate campaign in full costs probably several hundred thousand dollars between the travel and equipment costs and all that. You're talking crisscrossing the nation 20 times. Uh, hotels, flights, rent-a-cars, food. I mean, it's, it's expensive. I don't think we're going to be able to cover the whole campaign. I do think with more funding, we'll be able to cover at least a good portion of Bernie's campaign. And I think if we don't, uh, the propaganda will win. I'm not saying status quo being out there is going to elect uh, Bernie Sanders. And frankly, I don't see it as my job to elect uh, Bernie Sanders. That's that's not why I do journalism. I am here to elevate the voice of working people. I am here to elevate the voice of the disenfranchised and the people who have been silenced by the corporate media. I and status quo is here to hand the microphone to you and get your story out there, to hear from real everyday people and not bumper stickers, but real people, not just on voting day, but every single day. That's why we exist. People that follow Bernie or like Warren or are just totally disgruntled and don't like anyone. We need to put these faces on camera. We need to give them a microphone because that's how you actually wake other people up. That's how you do it. So we're, we're doing really well. We've raised 37,000. Uh, obviously, we, we raised the goal last week to 70,000 with your permission, I asked you. So um, yeah, we're gonna just keep going and uh, we're gonna try to keep getting uh, good good guests to have on uh, and, and we're gonna try uh, to keep getting, uh, you know, people you wanna hear from uh, to air on Sundays during our marathons. And we're gonna try to get back in the field as soon as possible. And Ty is working very, very hard to finish this documentary, the poor guy. Uh, usually to do a documentary well, it takes filmmakers, producers about a year. I've basically asked him to do it in four or five months. So I appreciate Ty's uh, hard work. Exhausted 11, can we go to the corporate media live streams if they have them and put a status quo link there? Exhausted 11, it's supposedly a free country, so I don't see why not. It's a free country if you're a wealthy white person. So I don't see why you couldn't. I don't see why you couldn't do that. I appreciate it. And lastly, I'm not going to cover this at length, but I, I will cover it a little bit. So, ta, um, Donald Trump, oh, good old President Trump, uh, he can't go just a few hours without, you know, running the news cycle and being the center of attention. I think he's, I think Trump's getting a little uh, ir irritated that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is stealing his thunder and stealing some attention. Because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes to the bathroom now, and it's national news. Um, Trump has said he's going to uh, have a address. He's going to give an address tomorrow night in primetime on the national emergency, the national emergency at the southern border. So obviously there is no national emergency at the southern border. There's a national emergency hanging out in Donald Trump's toupee, 
but Donald Trump is still clinging on to the hopes that he could rouse and rally enough uh, white supremacists and misinformed white people into thinking that all their economic problems are because of Mexicans or Guatemalans or people from Honduras trying to storm the United States border. Um, it's not true. Uh, as Steve Grumbine, who we had a great interview that we aired yesterday, that's up on the channel now too, uh, from Real Progressives. We talked about modern monetary as well as other things. As he said, these poor Mexicans have nothing to do with the economic problems. These immigrants have nothing to do with uh, economic problems in the United States. Aaron Blair, I have some t-shirt ideas for status quo. Aaron, you know the drill. Email Jordan. Email Jordan at protonmail.com. Sorry, I'm, I'm operating the live chat today too. So if you got ideas, email Jordan and make sure to spell my name right because I just literally sent my name. Can you tell I haven't slept and I'm not sleeping well? I just sent, I just spelled my name wrong. Email Jordan at protonmail.com, not email jordan at protonmail.com. I'm telling you the truth. I'm working eight days a week and there's only seven days in a week. So forgive me for spelling my name wrong. But what's so interesting about President Trump and, and this stupidity, and by the way, my prediction, he's going to declare a national emergency, sign an executive order to grant whatever money for this fake wall, which isn't actually going to be a concrete wall. It's basically going to be a, a mix of fence and steel slates and, and bullshit. It's, it's not a wall. The wall is basically a symbol more than an actual thing. It's a symbol for white supremacy. That's what it is. And for scaring the hell out of people who lost their jobs and have economic anxiety. That's what the wall is. But what's so interesting and why I don't, I, I, I don't hear progressives making this argument and I don't understand it. I really don't. And I, I usually don't do this, but I'll show you something. Um, uh, I'll show you something I tweeted earlier because I think it basically tells the story. Oh, by the way, I am on Twitter, and Twitter is suppressing me too. So you probably don't even see my tweets. But anyway, so there were 330 mass shootings in the U.S. in 2018. When President Trump declares a national emergency for that and starts rounding up white domestic terrorists, I'll listen to him about the shiny wall. So that is the real national emergency. There were, by the way, that's a low number. I don't know what they're considering mass shootings, but I think there was way more than 330 mass shootings last year. But there was basically, how many school shootings were there? How many school shootings were there? Dozens of school shootings. How many people have died? Because Trump, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, and Marco Rubio, and John McCain, rest in peace, war, warmonger John McCain. How many people have died in this country from white, deranged white people? I'm getting greedy now, so give me the give me the retweet, love. There's the tweet. How many people are, are sitting ducks? I'm sorry to tell you, but there's going to be more mass shootings at schools because anybody could get a bazooka gun in this country. Anybody. And these are bazooka guns. 
AR-15s, AR-15 uh, um, similar guns to AR-15s, AR-15 uh, semi-automatic style guns. There's guns with increased magazine uh, capacity. But we don't hear about the emergency around the country at concerts and malls and schools and movie theaters and, and markets. But Trump wants to rail about the, the southern border, which, by the way, Obama deported more uh, undocumented immigrants than any president in American history. Undo uh, uh, legal immigration is at an all-time low right now, as is illegal or un I don't even call it illegal, but undocumented immigrants are at an all-time uh, are at a low. So it, it's it's all a distraction, and I don't understand why progressives aren't tweeting what I just tweeted. If you want to act, if we're so worried about American citizens being at risk, they're not at risk. The most risks that they're facing are not from immigrants or refugees. It's from deranged white people who go to gun shows, steal their parents' guns, get bullied in school, watch Fox News, and then go blow up a church, or whatever the hell, because it's all a distraction. Mental illness is a problem. I'm not diminishing mental illness, but mental illness does not fire the gun. People fire the gun, and you're not going to eradicate mental illness. You're just not going to eradicate mental illness in any society. There's always going to be mentally ill people, no matter what we do. That doesn't mean we shouldn't invest further in comprehensive mental health services. We should. We, there's not enough, and it needs to be destigmatized. I had I had severe depression many years ago. I was hospitalized. I'm not ashamed to say it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's no different than having diabetes. You take insulin if you have type 1 diabetes. Many people that are depressed or have anxiety take medication. It's no different. The only difference is you can't see it. Mental illness, a lot of times, is not as hard to see. But most of us are walking around with something. There's no stigma in it. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. However, mentally ill people can't, can't murder 20 school children with a knife. You just can't. No matter how much conservatives try to say you can. They can't kill like 20 school children with nunchucks or a bow and arrow. It's the guns. But for that, Trump, you know, Mr. Strongman Trump, who takes it to the establishment, and he's not a puppet. He took $30 million from the NRA during the campaign. He's a fucking puppet, just like the rest of them. Trump is as big as a puppet as the rest of them. He's just a better con artist. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Great Mills High School. The number of mass shootings in 2018 is on track to match or even surpass the number of mass shootings last year. The year 2017 ended with 346 mass shootings according to Gun Violence Archive. As of mid-December 2018, had seen 334 mass shootings. A gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit organization uh, that provides public information on gun violence, defines a mass shooting as four or more people shot or killed. 
mass, stu- mass shootings and student-led protests for gun control in 2018 have prompted many organizations from advocacy group to retailers to take a position on the debate. For example, Dick Sporting Goods stopped selling assault-style weapons in February 2018 after a gunman killed 17 people at Marjorie Stone Douglas High School. A mass shooting at Marshall County High School in Kentucky was the first of the year to make headlines on January 23rd. And by the way, do you really think in the 1950s or 60s when money in politics was not flowing like it is now, when there were tighter regulations on money in politics, when there were really, really strong labor unions, when there wasn't global trade deals written by corporations that sold people's jobs? Do you really think when economically we didn't have this gaping income inequality in the 1950s and 60s, we had a strong middle class? Do you really think people would um, uh, deal with this? Do you really think people would allow this? You'd have have riots like Vietnam in the street, protests like Vietnam, if you had 330 mass shootings in in schools, not just schools, excuse me, but in total, do you really think the masses would put up with it? No, because the masses would demand the politicians to do things. And back then, not that politics wasn't corrupt, politics was not bought off in the 1950s and 60s yet. And there were tighter regulations, people are power, in the 1950s and 60s, many of them put in by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, that radical socialist. Alan Rosen, I agree, the war on drugs is a war on the people. You should watch Narcos Mexico. I just finished it. It was really good. So that's the deal, folks. You know, the corporate media is going to cover Trump's bullshit speech. Maybe he'll, you know, sign a national emergency. He'll send troops to the border. He'll close the border. He'll just print money because we can print money, as Steve Grumbine told you. Uh, Modern monetary theory explains that debt and deficit really aren't a problem because the federal government has unlimited money. They just pretend they don't. They have unlimited money for, you know, paying, paying for war. They have unlimited money for paying for bank bailouts. They have unlimited money for paying for tax cuts for the rich. They just don't have unlimited money for Medicare, education. Um, uh, Yeah, Medicare for all, free public college, a Green New Deal. They don't have money for that. Everything else for the corporations and the war profiteers, they got plenty of money. So we'll see what uh, President uh, Trump has to say tomorrow night. I'm not expecting much other than theatrics. Uh, eventually, I think the Democratic Party is going to cave because the Democrat Party always caves. They'll cave to Trump's demand. They'll give him money for his little wall and then on to the next fake scandal. So that's the deal. So as I wrap up tonight, I want to thank you one more time. Uh, we hit 25,000 subscribers today in just 10 months. I am super excited about that. We've come a long way in 10 months. We haven't had a lot of resources, but we're still growing very, very quickly. Uh, we're actually outpacing as far as growth. We're actually outpacing some other ch- uh, bigger channels than us. We're growing faster than some other channels that are much bigger in total to us. So really, really exciting news. I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you for the continued support. Uh, like I said, we raised combined between the Super Chat and GoFundMe yesterday we raised about $1,500, which is awesome. Uh, the more money we raise, the more we could go out in the field, which we're going to hit the road soon again. 
We're just waiting on Ty to finish the documentary so he and I could get back in the field because we want to release the documentary as soon as possible. So that's been the holdup there. Um, but keep coming, even if it's five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you could do in that GoFundMe. Uh, this is also the way we're going to get larger funding. You know, being able, like I had a meeting today for a potential sponsorship uh, with a with a company that is rather, it, it's not a big company, but, you know, a small sponsorship. Maybe they'll want to sponsor, uh, you know, some of our field reporting. And when I told them we had raised $37,000 in our GoFundMe in just three months, they were really, really impressed. They said, how many people donated? I said, over 600 their eyes lit up even more. When I told them that we had now between Patreon and our, our new members, our new members uh, for our website, 430 combined paid subscribers, they were even more impressed. When I told them that we are outpacing other larger channels as far as how, how fast we're growing, they were even more impressed. So it's important not just that we raise the dollar amount, it's important that we uh, get donations from a larger number of people. And as much as I, as, as, as important as GoFundMe is, don't get me wrong, uh, long-term paid membership monthly is the most important thing. That's how we're going to grow uh, even faster. So consider uh, statuscoup.com slash join. Be consider becoming a member uh, as low as $5 a month. And remember, uh, like I said, when Jen comes back, we're going to add a uh, yearly option, an, an annual option, because uh, I've had quite a few people reach out and say, is there a way to sign up annually instead of by month? So we're working on that too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be back tomorrow, uh, 5 p.m. And remember, folks, remember, I'll put, it in the, I'll, I'll put it in the live chat one more time. Remember, whether it's Biden, whether it's about Trump, whether it's about ExxonMobil, whether it's about mass shootings, most people in this country are not lacking compassion. Most people have no fucking idea what's going on, or how corrupt their politicians are.